Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for joining us to study the Word of God and to go deeper in the Scripture. There's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. First, by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Or you can reach us by email at PastorEric523 at gmail.com. That's PastorEric523 at gmail.com. Today we're going to go into a new series, a new teaching about uh, humility. And there are several things we're going to talk about. We'll have some character studies. But I think it's one of the most important things that uh, we'll ever talk about. And I can say that about everything that's in the, in the Word of God. But today I've been studying and been reading and listening to things on humility. And I think that's a good place for me. And I hopefully you'll get something out of this as well. So let's go now to the book of Peter. 1 Peter 5, I believe. Uh, 1 Peter 5th chapter. And we're going to start reading around the 6th verse. So again, as we go into this, we're talking about humility. And humility, and one of my definitions is, is love under pressure. Again, uh, just a simple definition of humility is love under pressure. Because when love and when we display the love of God, and God is not looking for us to have our love because man's love mostly is selfish. It's when uh, there are Greek definitions of love. Uh, it's arrows for, you know, for a love between a man and a woman. It's, it's, uh, um, uh, it's, it's phileo, I believe, between um, a brotherly love, showing to love, my love for my fellow man as we, I go about and I show that brotherly love by care, by giving, by caring, by supporting, by helping. And it's all, there are other different facets of that. But what I'm, again, what we're talking about today is that when we talk about humility, it's born out of love. Because if we allow the love of God that's within us, then we will, when we are put under pressure, when we are pushed to lash out, when we're pushed to retaliate, when we are pushed uh, seemingly by circumstance, because that's always the enemy that wants us to get back. What we was used to say in the neighborhood, uh, or a scripture calls it revenge, where someone has wronged us and we see within ourselves rightfully that I'm going to get them told. I'm going to show them who I am. They don't know who I am and I'm going to prove it. Let nobody walk over me and see by the flesh. That's our thought that, you know what? I've got to stand up for me, for me and mine, because I don't want to let nobody make me look bad. And so when we do this, then we take matters into our own hands and we're going to talk about that again today. So again, when I'm talking about humility, humility is born out of love being put under pressure where we'll find ourselves at times when we're going through some things. I found a marvelous uh, explanation of what uh, we should learn as we go through um, uh, problems or trials or tribulations when things come against us. Sometimes stuff just happens where you, you know, you could, you could have problems with your car. It could be something broken on your car. You got to get that fixed or you had an accident. Then there's issues with your house or your apartment uh, from flood to fire to, uh, you know, a bad neighbor that this, 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 it seemed like that you just, you know, and hopefully you're not that bad neighbor where you seem like they're parking in your yard, in your grass or throwing trash in the yard, or, you know, playing loud music and you can't rest or, loud parties, all those things, 
all these are some of the things that'll put your love under pressure and make us feel like I'm being wrongly either accused, I'm treated wrong, and I need to stand up for myself. And I want to say this also, that many times when we hear humility being talked about, uh, and humility is, is, I would call it a brother or a, a or be or sisters uh, when, it, when we talk when you talk about humility and meekness, and most people associate meekness with weakness, but I want to tell you, as Scripture says, that Jesus was meek. The Bible describes him as meek and lowly. Yet we know this was the same man that went into the uh, went into the synagogue and beat out the the, the uh, money changers who were overcharging and charging the people uh, for uh, as they came in, knowing that they didn't have the lamb, they didn't have the lamb or the, or the turtle doves or those things that they were sacrificed. And they beat the, and Jesus beat them out and told them that my father's house shall be called a house of prayer. But they have made it, you know, they had made it a place to where they could make money off of them. There was nothing wrong with uh, 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 exchanging or providing that convenience. But what they were doing was, in many cases, if you read history, they were either overcharging or they were doing things that were underhanded. And so the people were at their mercy. But Jesus says, you, 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 you've dishonored the Father. And so, again, as we talk about this, and I want to emphasize this as we get into this and talking about um, humility and how that it's been displayed in the scriptures and how that we have the ability to show this humility. To show this facet of Christ. This is another face or another um, uh, attribute of what God has already put into us. And we're going to talk about that. But uh, to talk about it, we've got to go into scripture. So let's start out today in 1 Peter 5th chapter. Let's start the 5th verse. And Peter begins to talk to the church. And he says, 1 Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. And then he says to everybody, yea, all of you be subject one to another. And then he says, and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Let's read that again, that he says, likewise, you're younger. He's talking to the younger Christians, the younger uh, uh, people of the church. He says, submit yourselves to those unto the elder. In other words, Give them honor and, and, and submission means that I do this voluntarily. And that is not because if I don't do it voluntarily, then I, it's as though I'm being lorded over or enslaved. But if I submit myself and say, you know what? I honor elder. I honor the mothers and fathers. I, I understand that they have been down many of the roads that I've gone. Or, they've, or they are wise and they've shown their wisdom in the life that they live and the things that they've done. So there are due honor by my submission to them and learning or being or being apprenticed to them. So that one day if as when I become a mother uh, or you may become a mother or a father or you a minister or whatever you may find in life. If we learn from the elders and I'm talking about wise people, age doesn't make you wise. There are plenty of old fools, but I'm talking about people who've lived the life who's and, and Jesus talks about in the book of Acts how that when they chose the deacons in the church, they marked the men who were prayerful, they were studious in the scripture, they were full of the spirit, 
and they had the uh, the the grace and humility, and they showed it. Then, though, because they walked in it, they were chosen to be deacons in the church. And from those deacons that were selected, uh, Philip and uh, Stephen were chosen out. They became uh, Stephen became an evangelist, and he was elevated from a deacon to becoming a an evangelist. So what I'm talking again is about because if we submit ourselves, then God will will uh, look with favor on us because th these are attributes of his own son. Jesus learned humility and he learned through his suffering. He suffered for us. So if Christ was willing to suffer for us, why shouldn't, why do we think that we will go through this life and not ever have to submit ourselves or uh, uh, humble ourselves so that, so that we may learn lessons in life and therefore use those lessons to teach others. Because as I was speaking earlier about uh, a lesson or, or something that I learned this week, I heard the man of God, he spoke the word and he, and he gave an example of something that Nelson Mandela has spoken before he passed. He said, everybody has I mean, this is in my own words. He said, everybody will have trials. You'll have tribulations. You have things, tough times in life. But he said, I've learned or I've, I've noticed that when I go through a trial or a tribulation or, or a hard spot in life, he said, I'll either learn, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come out with either one of two things. He said, either I win or I learn. He never mentioned losing. He said, when I go, I've discovered on the other side of my trial, my tribulation, I either win or I learn. All of us know what winning means. It means that I get whatever, when I went into the fight, I went into the battle, I, I, uh, uh, I, I, I stayed at it until I overcame and I got what I went in for. But there also are times when you should learn something. Maybe you didn't get what you went in for. Maybe it didn't turn out like you thought it would. But you only lose when you reject the lesson that you should have learned. And in, the, and in God, I believe, when you don't learn the lesson that you, should, that you should have gotten out of this trial or this tribulation, you'll find yourself repeating that same grade, repeating that same uh, a trial because you refuse to learn, but you chose to lose. But when we either win all we learn, you'll find yourself progressing. And most times we get more out of learning than we do out of winning. Because if you win all the time, then you, you, you forget about the struggle. You forget about what it takes to, to overcome. So I believe at times God allows things in our lives and to, to bring us to a place of humility where we depend upon him and where we get our eyes off ourselves and we, we stop looking at our jobs and many of us, we're in, in myself included. Sometimes we'll look at uh, what you got invested or what we, the job that we have or what you got saved in the bank and all of those things. Everything that we see, everything you have is temporary. Only what you have and do in Christ is going to last, going to last. It's the investment that you make in God that's going to pay off in eternity. That's where you should be investing your money. You should be investing in the, in, the, in, the top, in, the, in the house of God. You should be investing into the kingdom so that the word of God, so that the people of God will be moving forward. That when you see a work, 
that's being a blessing to the people, that's blessing you, you should invest in it because that's eternal. When lives are changed, when people are, are lives are, are delivered, when there's, um, when you see people uh, in, the, in the body of Christ that are teaching or preaching or are or, or helping, you know, helping the poor and, and doing things so that people are elevated. That's what the body of Christ and that's what the word of God will do when it's administered godly in a godly manner. It uplifts, it, 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 it educates, it edifies, it shines light, it's, it's revelatory. In other words, it brings you, it fills you with knowledge. The word of God is wisdom. Proverbs says, and all of your getting, getting understanding. And going back to the book of, of Peter he says again, he said, you younger, submit yourself to the elder. Then he says, everybody be subject one to another. So in other words, nobody knows it all from the apostle to the doorkeeper. From the age to the, uh, to the little, uh, a young child. Jesus said, unless you come to me as a little child, you shall in no wise enter the kingdom of God. Why? Because if you do not come dependent on him, we must depend on God. No matter how much money that you have, no matter how great your health is today, no matter where you, what status you may have, you may own your own company. You may have it so that you don't need to work. And if all of your faith is in that, in the stock market, in what you have in your house, in the car that you drive, it's the, it's the man or woman on your shoulder, on your, on your arm, brother, and you walking, you know, full of yourself. That's going to end because everybody gets old. Every, all of us are going to leave this world one day. What are you investing in the kingdom? When you leave here, who's going to miss you? Will anybody miss you when you leave this world? Have you invested in anyone or is everything that you have aimed and pointed toward you, me, mine, and no one else? So Peter goes on to say, all of you be separate to one another. Then he says in that fifth verse, he said, be clothed with humility. When he's talking about being clothed, it means wrap yourself up. See, humility will protect you because when you are humble, you are submitting yourselves to God. You're saying, Lord, I'm putting this in your hand. It does not mean inactivity. It does not mean we go somewhere and sit in the corner and say, well, you know what? God's got it. God's got everything under control. True, God is God. He is the God of all things. He is all powerful, all knowing. He's everywhere. But in reality, in the, in the spirit, in, the, in, the, in, the, in what God has done for us and for man in this world, all power was given to the believer. You have the authority. So you have to use what God has given you. Scripture says, no, if, you, if a man does not work, he does not eat. I'm talking about able-bodied people that are sane and have the ability to work. We should not be. We should not be, and everybody at one point or another, you may have a time where you have to depend on others, whether from health or from situation or loss of job. I'm not talking about that. But to be forever dependent on someone else when you could go out and work, when you could take care of yourselves, 
What God put us here on the earth was not for me. He didn't put me on the earth just so I can have everything for myself and I uh, uh, take only one for, I, I take care of his ear. That's my only concern. And what I mean by that is that I'm not a giving person. If you're not a giving person, if you're not someone that's willing to share not only your, 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 your food or clothes or money, your time. Time is so time is one of the most valuable things that you will ever have. And that's why many a time I wonder, so why do people stay in church and bicker? And, you know, they argue with the pastor. They don't agree with the pastor. They can't stand the first lady. They don't like the deacon. They, can't, they hate the, the, the song in the choir. But you stand there because this is where my mama went. And you are burning the most precious thing that you will ever have in this world, which is time. But if you will submit yourself, humble yourself, and come to a place where, Lord, where do you want me? Where is my where is my place? Where is my there? Where is it that you will you, you desire to plant me so that I can be a blessing to someone else? Not only that, and because and, and when I say you could be a blessing to someone else, you can't bless anyone else unless you're blessed. So it's never believe, I never said and, and never will say that, oh, you know, God wants us all poor, you know, and you know, you, you know, that money is evil and all those rich people and this and that. No, give me, if you don't want your money, give it to me. I'll make use of it. Because what God wants to bless the believer for is not only that you have enough, but he wants you to have extra. If you read throughout the scriptures, whenever God blessed the person, he gave them enough and extra. Even the woman, the widow woman, that had just the, 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 pot of, the pot of oil and just a little bit of flour, every day that she blessed the man of God, there was enough for her, her family, and the man of God. She had enough and extra. When the woman came to, uh, uh, to the prophet and said, look, they're getting ready to sell my sons. And what did he do? He said, what do you have in the house? She went. She went and got the uh, oil. They went and bought a pot all over the neighborhood. He said, shut the door. Fill every, pour and fill every pot you have. And as long as she had a pot to uh, pour oil in it, it filled to the brim. This is what God will bless us with when we are clothed with humility. And we submit ourselves, not not, uh, not only to God, but to each other. That's why we have the church. The church is here because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. The only way you're going to be sharpened, you got to be around other folks. God didn't call us to go and hide in a, in a monastery. He didn't call us to go and hide in a nunnery and never come out and experience people. That's how we uh, 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 show Christ by going out. And, and if God's going to exalt you, then you're going to have to show some humility. So let's read on. He says, humble yourself on the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I'm going to finish that, uh, that fifth verse. He said, be clothed with humility for God resists the proud and give his grace to the humble. God said, he resists the proud. Now, I'm talking about someone that's saved. 
Somebody's filled with the Spirit. But the Father said, pride is nothing but faith in oneself. Where you don't include, God is never in none of your decisions. You never consult with him. You are focused on I. And in the center of pride is I. But as we go about this lesson, as we continue this today, we'll see how that as we seek to be humble before God, because that's also an, that's also an attribute of the Father himself. Jesus called him at one point pitiful. Meaning that God is so merciful. He wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you blessed. He wants to see you married. He wants to see you finish school. And you're 50 or you're 60 and you want a degree. You want something better in life. He wants to see you happy. That's what being a part of a, a child of the covenant. A child of the king. A child of the blessing that God has bestowed upon all of us. We have the glory of God in the very, in the very, in our very spirit. It's in us. He said, Jesus talked about in Ephesians about the glory that shall be revealed. That's in us. There is a glory. There is a wealth. There is a blessing in us. But it only will be revealed if we come to God humble, with a humble spirit, submitted spirit. So that he can speak to us, he can lead us, he can guide us, and we are willing to listen. Scripture says in Revelation, hear what the Spirit says to the church. Not only does God want us to hear, but we have to perceive and receive. That's what you ever know uh, what a radio is. A radio, all, all we got to know what a radio is. Or on the internet, or on your phone, you have to receive the signal. When you call someone and you dial them on your on your cell, and you and, and the person on the other end, if they're not they're not receiving the signal, if your signal is not going out, it's not being received. But if it's but it is going out and you have a receiver, you can communicate. And that's what God wants us to do. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. And some people say, Well, you know, I don't hear God. I, I listen for him, I can't hear. Him. Well, I beg to differ because if the word says my sheep hear my voice when so I'm saying I'm going to believe God. God said you hear him. You just may not be receiving him. You may not be tuned in. That may be you ever been in a room and everybody's talking and then two or three people start talking at the same time and you can't discern what's being said. Because there's so much noise. And I believe that's one of the prime targets of the enemy is to let the, we, us be involved in so many things. There's so much going on. You've got all of these, uh, 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 all of these devices from, 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 from notebooks to, you know, to uh, laptops and, and phones and all of these things that we have. And then all of the apps on it. And you, you can just, you can be going all day and accomplish nothing. All of these things are designed to take your time. But when we talk about humility, it's having the thought that, you know what? I need to spend some time. I need to take time out from God, for God. Maybe I get up 30 minutes or more or, or more earlier and spend some time in devotion. Whether I'm in a, a, a set devotion where I'm reading a devotional book and read the scripture and, and, and take time out to apply it to my life. Or I take the scripture. 
If you're a little more advanced, if you're just getting, if you just started in the in the in the body of Christ, you just are recently born again Christian, get you a devotional. There's so many of them out there, just simple. Well, you can take a scripture, meditate on it, and begin to build yourself up. Build yourself up on the most on your most holy faith. And learn about how to walk with God. That's how we grow. We grow when we learn how to walk with him. How we can take what's, being, what's been written and apply it. And walk in it. We learn how to be humble. And brother, voicing your opinion. And you may know the answer. Sometimes it just pays to be quiet. There may be someone wiser than you in, on, in the place. And then offer your suggestion when asked. Try that time with some of your friends. They'll be shocked when you're not the first one to open your mouth. But when we are humble and when we humble ourselves, then we'll see the, the attributes and the, and, the, and the character of Christ growing inside of us. So it says, for God resists the proud. It didn't say he rejects them. He said, God says, I'm not going to help you in this matter. I'm not going to promote you. There are blessings for you. I love you. You save, yes, but I am not going. You are not. I'm not going to give you everything that you can have. It's just like putting a revolver in a child's hand, or giving them the keys to your car and say, "Here, I know I said I'm going to give you a car, but I'm going to give it to you now at at, at nine, and they can't even reach the pedal. They can't. They can't even see over the uh, steering column. They're not ready. And many of us, no matter how long you've been saved, you still Count on yourself. You still are not willing to trust God. You won't pay. You will not. You're not a giver. Don't even mention paying tithe. Your tithe. It's not an tithing is not an obligation. It's an honor to give unto God. I know God's not going to curse you, but you know what? You're not going to get His blessing because God cannot curse what His Son has blessed. But you will, not you will not get the best of God because your heart is tied. You're not willing to humble yourself and trust him. Trust, that's what faith is trusting. Trusting that the God that we serve is true to his word. So as we go on about this, it says, uh, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. As I said earlier, God wants to exalt you. He wants to put you on top. He wants to put you. The Bible says a, a, a city set on a hill, a hill cannot be hid. It's just like a light that sits at the top of a tree or top of a hill. And you turn that light on. It can be seen by miles away. That's what God wants to do for you as a believer. He wants to put you in a place where people will see and say, no, there's no way he could do that. I know him. He's not that smart. I know her. She's, the, she's not. How did she get that? Because you humbled yourself and said, Father, I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to apply myself and I'm going to listen and perceive what you say to me. He said, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you. Now, when we talk about being exalting, 
Exalted means to raise high. That means that God wants to set you above, put you above others. But see, if he can't trust you, if he can't trust you to treat other people with love and kindness and mercy, if he can't trust you, he can't make you that pastor. He can't, he can't give you that husband. He can't give you that wife because you will put them above him. You will only, you will only, you will worship them. He can't give you all that money because you will love the money and will not recognize that it's not the money that put you there. It's the God that gave you the ability. The ability. So he says, I, he will exalt you in due time. Scripture says what? Seed time and harvest. And I believe in Genesis, I believe it's Genesis 8 chapter. It talks about a timing. It's talk, there's a timing for everything. Ecclesiastics says there's a time and a season for all things. There's a time for exaltation in your life. But it comes because you have humbled yourself and you are now ready. God's exaltation does not happen overnight. God's exaltation will, will, will come through humility. And again, we're going to have some character studies over the next uh, few days where we'll see that when humility is shown. And it's shown because the love and the honor that they, that person has for God is greater than the test they're going through. It's greater. No, I will not submit myself. I know that 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 uh, me going with this man who's not a believer, who's not someone, God told me not to go with him, told me not to even connect with them in that way. Yes, you can be friends, you can talk to them, but you know what? The father said, he's not ready, she's not ready. They may never be ready for you. Yes, lead them to Christ. Yes, tell them about who Jesus is. But know this. If you submit yourself to God and say, Lord, your will, not my will. So as we close out this today, the last part of this says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And the last verse says, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. What a humble position to be in. That you, when you reach the point to say, Lord, I've carried this long enough. No more worries. No more sleepless nights. I'm not going to spend all my day worrying about this marriage, this child, this job, this money. I'm going to let you direct me. I'm going to trust your favor. And your favor resides on me. Your word is true. You said you never leave me nor forsake me. I trust you. Why? Because the Bible says, in this last verse as we close out today, this is Galatians 5 and 6. It says, for faith works by love. As I said earlier, when you're going through, when you, and I mean going through, going through means you're in a test or a trial for a period. Going through does not mean that I'm a, I'm, I've been going through the same thing since 1972. And here it is, 22, 50 years later. And you're going through the same trial, the same situation, the same, uh, uh, you're going around that mountain, just like uh, the, 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 uh, the Israelis were, the Hebrew children were. They went around that same wilderness over and over because God was waiting on them. Because the first bunch, the first crew, 
They, they did not believe God. Let's believe God, church. Let's believe that what he says he will do. Submit yourselves unto God. He will exalt you. He will raise you up. He will elevate you. He will magnify you. He will let people know that what I done for them, he'll make an example of you. I'm talking about a good example that's exalted high. But why? Because you praise God. You give him the glory. You can enjoy all. But give him glory. Let it be known that if God is the one that put me in this place. He's the one that exalted me. He gave me the wisdom. I didn't do it. I just cooperated with what he had to say to me. I pray you got something out of this message today. And we just pray, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that we are in your hands. And today, Lord, we submit ourselves as children of the Most High. We submit ourselves to you. We humble ourselves, Lord. And we desire, Lord, to hear your voice. Talk to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord, of, 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 of false beliefs that we hold as true. Speak to us of the truth that we are denying within ourselves. That we may discern the time. We pray, Father, that we would be a light in our home, on our job. And that you would shine through us. And that you, Lord Jesus, would be seen. You are the captain of our ship. You, Lord Jesus, are the pilot of our plane. We submit ourselves to you. And by your grace, we are saved by faith. And that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I pray that everyone that hears on the sound of my voice, that you would lead them in the study of your word. Teach them your way, Lord, as you take them on this journey in grace. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.